All right. Hello. That's how, that's how, like, God speaks to you. Hey, are you listening? Hey, welcome, guys. So if you guys want to grab a seat and you want to, if there's any open space, I mean, you guys aren't too bad. We don't have anybody sitting way back in the cheap seats. But, um, so, hey, um, just before we begin, um, I just want to kind of touch base, just kind of keep you guys in the loop. There's so many... So many things happening this month, such a busy month. Um, so uh, this Sunday, September 3rd, um, we're going to have the, the Ministry of Teen Challenge, uh, Western PA. Um, they're going to be coming. They're going to be ministering to us, uh, you know, sharing testimonies, sharing the vision of Teen Challenge. Uh, and we have somebody who will be preaching this Sunday. But it should be really just a really awesome time in the Lord. So... Looking forward to that on, on Sunday. Um, also, uh, I wanted to mention that um, there's going to be a community yard sale, like for all of Ambridge. Um, you know, and if you're in Ambridge and you want to set up in your own yard, that's cool. But if you wanted to come and set up, we're going to be selling a bunch of stuff out of the parking lot too. So if you wanted to kind of join in on that, it's just one of those things where a lot of times people go where they see like a lot of stuff and they see other people and you don't have to sit in your front yard and just be bored while, you know, people haggle over, you know, you got something for 50 cents and they want 25 cents for it. You know, I'll give you a quarter, you know, it's like, man, I'm only asking for 50 cents, you know, but anyway, you know, come and clear out. You just got to take your stuff home with you. You can't leave it. Um, we're trying to clear away junk, um, this Saturday. Um, also, um, September 13th at 7 p.m., we will have a special Wednesday night service with Bobby Hogan, kind of a long-term, uh, long-time friend of the ministry, friend of the church. So looking forward to being with him. That'll be not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. And then, of course, uh, September 30th, we will have the Festival of Churches. So uh, that'll be on September 30th. So we'll be kind of probably looking for people to help set up and man the booths and all that fun stuff. Um, there's also, if you would want an Ambridge Festival, the church's t-shirt, um, there's a, a sheet in the back for that. So I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be with my New Hope peeps here on Friday night. And I know that, you know, we're used to Sunday morning and having this place totally filled. But, you know, I, I always say it, you know, that you know, when you come on a Friday night or you come on a different time than Sunday morning, it's like these are the people that are hungry. You know, these are the people that are hungry for the presence of God. So I actually sometimes enjoy like midweek stuff and weekend stuff, even sometimes a little bit better than Sunday morning because I know that, you know, you guys came here because you want more of Jesus. You're serious about your walk with Christ. And, you know, and, and in my time of prayer this morning, I really felt that God was going to move in a very powerful way tonight. So I'm, I'm expecting his presence to move. I'm expecting things to happen. And I really believe that, that we're all going to be encouraged. And you're going to walk out of here like, man, I'm so glad I went to Friday night service. That was so awesome. So I hope you believe that too. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to pray. And then we're going to go ahead and I'm going to let the worship team take it away. I think we're kind of... 
missing somebody back there, but I don't know. He was here a minute ago. Sorry, oh, there he is. I just needed some water. Yeah, got you, man. I got you. People need H2O. We don't want our drummer back there to pass out on us and get dehydrated. So let's just go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for, uh, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for my church family. Lord, most of all, we thank you for your presence, Lord. Your word says where two or three gathered, that you are here in our midst, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. You will never leave us or forsake us, Lord. Even, even when, we, uh, when we're distant, when we get caught up with the busyness, Lord, we know that we just need to turn back to you, Lord, and you're right there, Lord. So we want to draw close to you uh, tonight, Lord. We, we pray Lord, that we pray for a touch, a, a touch of your Holy Spirit tonight. We praise you and we honor you. We glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Could we rise to our feet, church, and praise the Lord? Your word says when few, when two or more are gathered, you are here, Father. And I just thank you just for being here today.
want us to go ahead and enter into the Lord's Supper. So if you didn't get a communion cup when you came in, if you want to just stick a hand up really quickly, really quickly, there's some people that didn't get their communion cups and we're not going to have children's church tonight. So the kids are going to be with us tonight. Um, just didn't have the staffing for it. And so, you know, this is, we enter into covenant. And Luke chapter 22, beginning at four, verse 14, it says, When the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you. Before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. If we could just close our eyes and get quiet before the Lord. This is a time of reflection. Not to beat ourselves up, but... Are there some things that are in your life that you just, you need God to deal with? You need a touch, you need restoration, you need forgiveness, you need peace. Just allow the Holy Spirit to just search your hearts.
need to just quietly confess some things to the Lord and just ask him to help you in some areas, you can do that now. Lord, we thank you for the bread of life. Lord, we thank you that your word says that by your stripes we are healed. Lord, we thank you for your body that was bruised and crushed. Go ahead and take the bread. Lord, we thank you for your blood that represents the new covenant, the superior covenant. Lord, we thank you that your blood takes away every sin, every stain, that if we sin and we confess our sins, that you are, you are righteous and just to forgive us of our sins, and the, ble- the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we thank you for your blood. Go ahead and take the bread. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. And that each and every day we are becoming more like you. We give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to have the guys come up. We're going to take... Uh, an offering uh, for tonight. So if you guys want to make your way up, um, lots of good things happening here uh, today or, you know, in the church. Everything's going to come together. We've got a couple projects. I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of on the finish line. We're on the finish line of Hope's Haven. We're on the finish line of um, getting our kitchen done. And We're a little far away from getting our whole parking lot done. That's going to require a little bit bigger amount of money. But we have a plan, and and we're moving forward, and God is doing things slowly, but surely God is building his church. And so uh, just thank you for uh, your generous giving. We couldn't do it without you. And the great thing about it is the Word of God says that when you give from a generous heart, you give, that he blesses your giving and multiplies it. Lord, thank you for... uh, Thank you for everything that you've given us, Lord, and I thank you for the giver, Lord. And I just come into agreement according to your word that you'll multiply every seed that's sown, that they'll have an abundance for every good work in Jesus' name. You guys can go ahead and and take the the offering. And as as the guys go past, um, if you have your Bibles with you, open up to Luke chapter 23. That's where we're going to begin. Luke 23, if you don't have a Bible, there's probably one around somewhere, maybe in the, uh, in the rack around you. Um, Luke 23, verse 13, if you want to read along with me, or if you just want to look at me awkwardly while I read, that's okay too. Um, but uh, there are Bibles there for you, but Luke chapter 23 is where we're going to begin. If you're there, say Amen. Luke 23, verse 13, it says, Then Pilate, when he has called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, 
you have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man, and release us to us Barabbas, who had been thrown into a prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder. Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus, again called out to them, but they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, Why? What evil has he done? I found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested, and he released to them the one whom they requested, who for rebellion and murder had been thrown into prison. But he delivered Jesus to their will. You know, I, I've always been a little bit blown away of how this crowd of people who were gathered to celebrate a holy day, the Passover feast was intended to be a, a holy celebration for the Jews when they celebrated their deliverance from Israel, and here they are, this great crowd of people, and they're crying out for the death of Jesus. They're, they're crying out, crucify him, which would be the most horrible of deaths, to a man who only loved people, that healed people, that did miracles like they've never seen, that taught like they've never seen, that, had, that, that cast out demons like they've never seen, yet in that, they wanted him to be crucified, and yet they wanted to release a rebel, a murderer, by the name of Barabbas. Now, it was, it was a custom that during the Passover that the Romans would release a prisoner. They would release one prisoner to the Jewish people. And there was always this tension in Israel at that time because they, being an occupied country, occupied by Rome, there was always that group of people who wanted to overthrow Rome, who wanted to pick up weapons, pick up swords, and overthrow the Roman government so that they would be, again, their independent country. So they resented being occupied by Rome at that time. And so Pilate, when they, Pontius Pilate, who was, you know, the, the governor of that time, the, the head representative of Rome in Israel, he, he had saw they brought him Jesus, and he knew that basically that their, the charges that they were bringing against him weren't valid, that there really wasn't anything. He said, I, I've examined this man, I found no fault in him, and, and I've even sent him to Herod. Herod was 
what was a king and and he didn't find any fault in in Jesus as well so they knew that Jesus really didn't do anything wrong and these were trumped up false charges against Jesus and so he brought out this man Barabbas who was a, a murderer and a killer a man who tried to overthrow Rome uh, one of the the rebellious people and the crowd does not want Jesus to be released they want Barabbas to be released and, and it always like messed me up but I think the crowd they turned on Jesus when they knew Jesus wasn't going to lead this military rebellion you know before they were when he was coming into the city they were saying you know blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord they're laying down palm branches and and all this saying Hosanna Hosanna son of David right they're they're they're, they're kind of worshiping him coming in but they're thinking that this is going to be the time where he's going to get an army and he's going to overthrow Rome and, and all this other stuff and and when they realized that he wasn't going to do any of that but instead he was coming to die for the sins of the people then all of a sudden they lost faith in him and instead they wanted to put their faith in the flesh and they wanted them to release this man who was guilty who was a robber who was a rebel who was a murderer they said give us Barabbas and and what this is is it really is a picture of substitution it's a picture of substitution where Jesus the innocent one is condemned to death but the one who's guilty is released and allowed to go free and in a sense, you and I are actually Barabbas. You and I are actually Barabbas in, in, in the sense that uh, there was this movie that I watched and it was called, it, it was called, it was 1995. Sean Penn was in it. Some of you guys might have seen it, but it was called Dead Man Walking. And it was based on a true story of a nun who had been build a relationship with this guy who was on death row for these murders and you know she was trying to stop the death penalty from happening and and there's all this drama in it but it comes time where you know he's he's facing his execution and when he begins walking you know it's just really eerie they just kind of shout out dead man walking that, that he was alive, but in a sense he was dead because everything was, was predetermined, that punishment was determined. And you and I, before we met Jesus, were essentially dead men walking. We were physically alive, yet we were spiritually dead. We were dead to the things of God. The Bible says we were literally at enmity with God, that we did... We, we did things the opposite of God, that we were in rebellion of God, that we broke God's laws. We didn't care. We broke every one of his law. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So you and I were guilty before God. And on judgment day, we would have to appear before God and give an account that we broke God's laws. And so we were dead men, dead woman, walking. But guess what? In steps Jesus Christ steps down from heaven, becomes a man, lives the life that we could never live, dies the death that we should have died, taking the punishment, dying in our place for our sins, 
the innocent Jesus dying for the guilty, you and I. The guilty, that we were all guilty before God. But Jesus steps in and takes our, our punishment. And, and this is the essence. This is, this is basically the, the foundation of the Christian faith that you and I need a Savior. I, I can remember before I was a Christian, people telling me, well, yeah, you know, I got saved. And I'm like, saved from what? What did you get saved from? But we got saved from God's wrath. You and I got saved for God's wrath. And that's the, the essential part that we admit that we're a sinner, admit that we went astray, put our faith strictly in to Jesus. And, and, and by faith, it's this thought of Christianity that Jesus took our sins upon himself, that he carried our sins, right? The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. That means when the Father looks at us, He doesn't see us in our sinful, fallen state. He sees us as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that we're covered by the blood of Jesus, that the Father loves us with the exact same love that He loves the Son. That's a powerful truth to get into your heart and life that, that, that there's no guilt, that you don't have to carry your shame, you don't have to carry your sins because Jesus carried them for you. That you don't have to walk around and beat yourself up. When we took communion together, the idea behind that is that, you know what, that I just examine myself and whatever sin I have, I confess that to the Lord and, and there's stuff that maybe I don't have victory over yet. And I say, Lord, I need you to help me with that. And the Bible says that because Jesus already paid for our sins, that, that, that he's righteous and just to forgive us our sins. It would not be fair for God to punish you for your sins and punish Jesus for your sins. Right? Amen? Anybody up tonight? So this is the essence, right? This is the, this is the central part of, of Christianity. And if you take it farther than that, then you need to understand that not only did Jesus carry your sins and carry your shame, but he also carried your sickness and he also carried your disease. Psalm 103 Psalm 103 says this, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. The old Pentecostals used to call it the double cure. That you need to have your sins forgiven, but you also need to have healing for your body. And what did Jesus do during his time of ministry? He preached, he forgave people for their sins, and he healed the sick. And that's still what we get in this new covenant. It's not just forgiveness of sins. It's also that he carried your sickness and disease on the cross as well. He became your substitute. And so many 
Christians and so many other denominations, they stop at the point of, okay, yeah, you know what? He, he forgave me of my sins, but I'm just going to have to suffer through this life. And then one day, I'll get to walk on the streets of gold. One day, I'll get to feel good. One day, I'll have peace in my life where Jesus is saying, all that I already took, I already carried for you. You just have to apply your faith and believe God that he died not just to forgive you of all your sins, but to heal all your sickness and all of your disease. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah 53. I want you guys to understand that, you know, we believe in divine healing and we believe that Jesus heals not because, you know, it's we're a four square church or we're, you know, it's one. No, that's what the Bible teaches. And I'm going to show you guys Isaiah 53. Let's begin at verse 4. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, depending on what Bible you have, if you have a, a New King James Bible, there'll be a little footnote right by griefs and right by sorrows. And that should have really been translated, surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. And if you don't, believe that that's the proper translation then you can reference in the book of Matthew where Jesus heals somebody and they say this is to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet that he has borne our sickness and carried our pains and then it says yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Did you know that when you came to Christ that there's a benefit package? You go to a work, you get a benefit package. You, you start a new job, they, they might have a benefit package. It's like you got to pay and you get so many vacation days and sick days and maybe you get a 401k or you get profit sharing in the company or whatever. You get a benefit plan. When I come to Christ, it has a benefit that when I say yes to Jesus, when I put my faith in Jesus Christ, that not only do I have my sins wiped away and I get the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me, but I also get this covenant with God that He will heal my body. That I don't have to walk in sickness and disease. I don't have to walk in pain. I don't have to walk in down and defeated all the time because God called you and I to be free. He called you and I to be whole and, and healthy. He provides for every one of your needs. He called you to be an overcomer in every single area 
of your life. And, and God gave me this word. He said to just open up your mouth and declare and prophesy that everybody here, that it's going to be a new season and you're going to overcome in every area of your life. Every problem that you're facing, you're going to overcome. There's nothing in this world that is going to hold you back. It's time for a breakthrough. And too many of us, too many of us are walking down and defeated and we're walking in a lower level than God called us to walk in. He paid for it. He paid. Some people are still looking back at their past, worrying about their mistakes they made, the things they did, instead of walking in the freedom and saying, thank you, Lord, that I'm a new creation in Christ. Thank you that, that all things have become new, that old things have passed away. Thank you, Lord, that the work that you started in me, that you're going to take to completion. Thank you, Lord, that you healed my mind. Thank you that you healed my body. Thank you that you set me free from every, every addiction, Lord. Thank you that you provided for every one of my needs through your riches and glory. My part is not going to be sickness and disease. My part is not going to be to live a defeated life. My part is going to be to walk in victory, to overcome the world. Because Jesus had already overcome the world. And we overcome through our faith. Through our faith in Christ. And I hope you believe that today. And people will say these things. They will say, well... Why doesn't everybody get healed then? If it's God's will for everybody to get healed, why does everybody not get healed? Well, the Bible clearly says that it's God's will for everybody to get saved, but not everybody gets saved, right? What it says in the book of Hebrews, it says that the, the word was preached to you just as it was preached to them, but to them it offered no benefit because they didn't take it the word and mix it with faith. And the same faith that you apply to the Word of God when you hear the gospel message. The same faith that you apply to believe that God forgave you of your sins. The same faith that you apply to say, you know what, I don't have to fear death because when I die, I'm going to heaven to be with the Lord. That same faith is the same faith that you apply to the Word for your healing. It's the same faith. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's how you should be. You come into alignment with the Word of God. And when you come into alignment with the Word of God, and you believe it, and you declare it, and sometimes it doesn't look like it, sometimes there's times where you're in pain. I told a story one time, I, my knee was messed up. And my knee was all messed up, and, and, and I'm, I'm limping around. I was, it was a couple years ago, and I was, I, was, I was jogging, and all of a sudden, man, it was just like, bam just hit me and I'm like oh my gosh you know so I'm limping back I'm already I'm far from the house I gotta walk back to the house my knees all messed up you know and I, I end up talking to some people and they're like oh you know that sounds bad man you're gonna have to get some surgery looks like you're gonna have to go get knee surgery so I'm not getting any surgery by his stripes I am healed and I just, I just began believing God. I put, there wasn't no one to lay hands on me. I laid hands on my own knee. I said, in Jesus' name, be healed. Commanded my knee to be healed. I got up from the couch, could hardly walk. And I'm limping around. And I feel the pain. And I'm like, 
nope, I'm, I'm, I'm healed. I'm going to be healed. And then, you know, doubt starts creeping in. You know, I'm declaring healing. I'm reading scriptures. Day goes by. Man, I get up. I'm still limping. Another day goes by. Jesus' name, healed. All of a sudden, your mind starts going places. Man, maybe you do need to get surgery. You know, maybe you tore something. Maybe you're never going to be right again. Maybe you're never going to be able to run again. And one day, I was, I, was, I was on the couch, and I just decided, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm healed. I'm going to declare I'm healed, and I'm going to go walk around the block. I got out. I, I walked down the steps. I started walking up the street. My knee was hurting. I kept walking. I said, I'm healed. I kept believing I was healed. I was applying faith. I kept believing. By the time I got a block away, all of a sudden, it didn't hurt anymore didn't hurt anymore and I kept walking and I was like fuck I was like I'm healed I walked down the block I walked another block I walked all the way back I didn't have any problems since then I was totally healed but I had to apply my faith to my body even though I felt pain even though I, I felt like it wasn't going to go away I had to just keep believing God and what you do is when you apply your faith to the word you pull the word of God into reality you pull the resources of heaven into your reality you don't see it it doesn't look like it it, it, it looks like you know you're never going to walk again but you just continue to believe God and stand on his word and you mix it with faith and all of a sudden God's power comes in and you will be healed it's a revelation that you have to you have to you have to walk in i mean you know there there's times where in your life, you know, the, the Bible clearly teaches, Romans chapter 6, that the power of sin is broken in your life. That you are no longer, the sin nature will no longer have dominion over you. But, I mean, there might be some of us in this room that we still sin. We're not walking in that total victory of total freedom over sin but we're getting better and as you walk in a revelation that uh, the Lord loves you that he loves you as much as as, as he loves uh, Jesus when when you walk in that revelation when you walk in the fact that you're a new creation in Christ when you walk in the fact that you know what that's not the person I was anymore then guess what? You begin to have power over sin. It's the same way that as you walk in a revelation of divine healing, that you begin to walk more and more in this revelation. And yeah, you know, the Bible says that it, it's for a man to die once and then comes the judgment. But you don't have to be in a sick bed. You don't have to continue deteriorating. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times people are like, well, you know, you know, you know, you're getting older now, so, you know, you're going to start feeling the aches and pains. I'm like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm not coming into alignment with that. You know, I, I talked about the, they'll be on the new, oh, there's a new strand of COVID coming in. Not in my house, there's not. Not in my church, there's not. I, I'm not coming into agreement with any of that. I'm not coming into agreement with, with you know, just because the doctor tells you something doesn't mean that they're always right. They're not God. And you got to watch what you come into agreement with. 
oh, you know, I'm just starting to not feel good, and I didn't feel good yesterday, and you know what, there really might be something wrong with me, and blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you come into agreement with? No, by his stripes, I have been healed. My portion is not sickness and disease. My portion is divine healing. My portion is that when God calls me home, look, when God calls me home, then he just got to call me home. When Moses died, he just told, all right, Moses, it's your time to die. Just go walk over the hill and die. You don't have to be deteriorating, have some kind of disease where you just waste away your life. Nope. Just when it's my time to die, boom, it's my time to die. I just drop dead right there. I'm with the Lord. That's it. But you got to agree with the Word of God. you got to stand on the Word of God. And you got to come into agreement as you come into agreement that you are victorious in Christ. That, that you are the head and not the tail. That you are above and not beneath. This is who you are called to be and this is the power that you are called to walk in it is the the revelation and when you begin to walk in the revelation and you stand on the word and this word becomes more real to you than your circumstances outside of the world then you'll begin to walk in victory in every area of your life amen amen uh worship team if you want to make your way forward I just want to open up the front. Um, if there's anybody here today that you want prayer uh, for healing in your body, and it could it could also be, you know, if you're dealing with, it could be mental issues, anxiety, uh, stress, um, whatever it is, you can step forward. And I just want to have a time of prayer before we close where I come into agreement with you and we're going to believe God that he's going to heal anything that you're dealing with today. So if you want to just step up and, and we'll just begin to pray. I just want to tell you something. God is never done with you. I came to this church 14 months ago. And I have heard saying, I started going, I received Christ, like he said, for salvation at nine years old. I went to church since I was 30 years old. And I, I can't and I begin to tell you what God has done in my life in the last 14 months. He talked about healing. I never heard nothing about that. This message that he gave tonight, I know it was directed at me because I'm still struggling with that. I had cancer. God healed the cancer in the second operation. The second operation I've got headaches all the time. And I'm, I'm believing that God will heal me of that yet, too. I'm not where you are. I didn't come out of a Pentecostal church. But it's not what the Pentecostal church says. It's what the Word of God says. And it's a shame. It, believe me, 
it's a shame that more people don't hear that. I've learned so much from Pastor Rick and Dan, and I know that this headache's going to go away because I know there's a lot more God wants me to understand about who he is before I die. I just wanted to tell you that. I love you all. I love everything about you. I love the preaching. I love the music and everything. So I just wanted to share that testimony with you because this message tonight was directly to me. Thank you. And just so you guys know that, you know, after Kurt got his operation, they wanted him to receive radiation because they said that we want you to receive radiation because there's still cancer we didn't get. He made a decision that he was like, that he, and, I, and I didn't tell him to do this. I said, you need to pray on it and you need to be sure. I don't make those decisions for people. I don't tell you, don't take treatment, don't take medicine. It's according to your faith. And he decided that he wasn't going to go take radiation. And guess what? They went back, no cancer. So the, the, the side effects are from the operation. But the cancer is gone in Jesus' name. He told me, he said, you know what? I just decided I'm not going to take the radiation. I'm just going to stand on the word. And I'm just going to believe God to heal me. And guess what? He went for the checkup. I don't know. No more cancer. Power of the Lord. Amen. Amen.
We just stand to our feet as we close. Unless you can't, then just take a rest. Thank you, Lord. She's good. She's good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just let the joy roll through here. Lord, we surrender, Lord. We surrender our plans, our ways. Because we know that your ways are better. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray for each and every person in here. I just pray for just a fresh touch, just a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. Just be filled in Jesus' name. Be filled in the name of Jesus. Be filled in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You stay on track with God's plan. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this Thank you for this mighty woman of God. You walk in the identity. You walk in your identity. You don't get off track. God's got a mighty calling for you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God's got you just where he wants you. He got you just where he wants you. Thank you, Lord. Fire the Holy Spirit. Fire the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, restore his joy. Fresh fire of the Holy Spirit. Fire of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Take a drink. Take a drink. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Joy of the Holy Ghost. Joy of the Holy Ghost. Fresh filling. Fresh filling. Fresh filling. Get ready for something new. Something new's happening. What's wrong? What's wrong, man? You okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Bless her life. Bless her life. Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. You can let it go. You can get it. The Lord loves you so much. God loves you so much. Lord, I just pray that she would just feel your love right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. God is good. Thank you. 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 Bless 
Bless her life in Jesus. Bless his life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Bless her life. Fill her with your Be filled in Jesus' name. Be filled. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire. Fresh fire in Jesus' name. Give him joy, Lord, in Jesus' name. Fill him. Fill him. Fill him. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be filled in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No more headaches. No more headaches in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. No more headaches in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for Jen. Lord, I pray that you would just give her, just give her more, Lord. Give her more of you, more blessing, Lord. I come against any type of person who's coming against her, Lord. Whether it's people at the workplace, people who are talking bad. I thank you that no weapon form will prosper. And I thank you, Lord, that you are preparing a table right now in the presence of her enemies. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you.